0: Welcome to the Gentleman Ultra podcast, where we continue our special series of three World Cup questions, where we ask the same three questions to some of our friends in the world of culture. Uh, our guest today is a fellow Serie A lover, part of the World Football Index family, and one half of the always awesome Serie A sit-down, co hosts Richard Carmen. Richard, thanks for joining me. Ciao, Frank. How are we doing? Yeah, very well. Very well. It's a, a pleasure to, to see you and a pleasure to be talking to you.
1: Yeah, likewise. It's uh, it's about time. Long overdue for us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's always, always, always happy to talk football. So we'll get stuck straight into it. So first question, Yeah, what's your favorite moment from your World Cup past?
1: You know, most people think I would go gravitate towards Italy, and I normally do. But I'm going to go <laughs> off the rails on this one and and think of what brought me into the love of football in general. Uh, My favorite moment is when I was four years old. I remember this vividly because my mother, she's from South America, from Paraguay. uh, And when Paraguay's not in the World Cup, which is often, they support Argentina. Uh, And so 1986, you know, supporting Argentina. And I remember the final against Germany, 3-2, a fantastic game, because my mother, the ups and downs of that game, Argentina go up 2-0, Germany comes storming back, and then with minutes to go, Argentina win it on a breakaway uh, and I remember the celebrations. We were it's a big watch party we were at, uh, and we were just celebrating left and right. It was amazing. Uh, I just remember the the moment uh, celebrated with the whole family, and uh, that really got my passion for football going there. Mm-hmm.
0: Did you did you often get together during World Cups and have people over yeah. all the time and and sharing
1: the matches? Yeah. So. South Americans, I mean, a lot of people love their football, and so anytime it was like a Copa America or or World Cup, there's always be get-togethers. Uh, you know, it could be any, anywhere from like seven to a lot more people. And I just remember a lot of people in the room. I don't know how many people were in the room, but I know it was a lot. Uh, and we were watching the game, and when Argentina scored that third goal, everyone went crazy. And you know, my mother picked me up. It was a it was a, a unbelievable time. A great way to get introduced into uh, the world of football, really.
0: Yeah, did both your parents like football or both both enjoy watching it?
1: No, my dad not so much. Uh, my dad was always busy working, uh, so he focused on the work life. But my mom, my mom didn't like sports either, but she loved her her football, uh, and so it was always watching Paraguay when they're in it, like Copa America or um, Maradona. Obviously, it was big back then in 1996, yeah. especially. And so, she, yeah, we watched we watched all those games. So I remember listening to all those games in Spanish because uh, we were always being in Spanish get together. So whether it's on TV or on the radio. That's a, that's what my childhood I remember mostly.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's funny. Even like my mum, she wasn't a football fan, but every World Cup she'd be up there with all of us, or she'd be up way wide awake, I should say, early mornings, yeah, and watching Italy play, and you know, follow, essentially following it, and and have, would have no idea who's who, and be like, oh, that's a oh, what a shame he missed, and meanwhile, you know, we're in. In tears <laughs> and on the verge of a heart attack, and oh, poor him! Oh, I feel sorry for him. And I'm like, yeah. oh it's more important than that, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> but it was good that you know every everybody was involved, which is
1: yeah, it, yeah,
0: it, it brings everyone together, which is very cool. <laughs> yeah. And were you aware of like, did you follow Argentina after that, or did you follow Maradona? No, I did. That I did. As, um, as
1: you got older, obviously. Yeah. No. Well, my my mother and the family always seem to talk about um, Argentina. I had a lot of family in Argentina as well. Uh, and always talk about Maradona. Maradona this, Maradona that, and how good he was. I, I enjoyed watching him play. He just, how can you not, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I definitely followed them, followed him and Argentina along for probably the next, I would say, eight years at least, next two World Cups, like hard. Uh, just because the family was watching them. And uh no, I always enjoyed it. We always anytime Argentina was on TV, I would always be watching I still do this to this day, right? You know, guys like Messi and and all those guys. Um I always like to gravitate to Argentina just because it's. It, I remember so much of my childhood, and a lot of it came from that 1986 game or that tournament, really. But uh, yeah, no, big fans. of Argentina always have a soft spot for them, uh, no matter no matter the situation.
0: Yeah, yeah, and of course Paraguay. Did Paraguay qualify. Twenty was it 2010? No, 2014 were they there? I can't remember. Oh no, not 2014. I can't remember when the last time. Twenty ten.
1: I think it was 2010 and maybe 2014 as well. Yeah. a couple of years, maybe yep. 20, 2006. I don't think 2006, maybe 2006. Yeah. There's two yeah. years, two World Cups consecutive, I know for sure.
0: Yeah. Cause they're in, they're in the Comedy Bowl, right? They're in South America yep. qualifiers, yeah. qualifiers. So yeah. Yeah. Wow. There you go. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's funny the how year like- Spain won.
1: The year Spain won, that's when uh, Paraguay made it to like the, quarterfinals or the, the uh, 2010 eight. that's right 2010 yeah. yeah 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 okay
0: yeah so 2010 they got through yeah and of course they um oh that's right because they played um they played new zealand i think
1: uh they might have yeah yeah because they, might be yeah. Yeah, yeah. they played.
0: i think they played new zealand so they got through to the to the um Uh, what do you call it like through the knockout stages but yeah 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 yeah, yeah. very cool I don't know how um we we, like well 2010 they got through the knockout stages look at it now and then they beat Japan on penalties oh they got to the quarterfinals and lost to Spain
1: yes yes in a game uh, they should have won that game Roque Santa Cruz missed some sitters in that game they could have won incredible yeah
0: yeah yeah and and of course Spain 1-0 their way to another knockout another knockout game yeah I was just saying like Round of 16, oh, sorry. Round of 16, Spain won 1-0. Quarterfinal, they won 1-0. Semi-final, they won 1-0. Final, they won 1-0, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Off efficient. the back of David Villa, that's right. Efficient. Yeah, that's yep. cool. Oh, well, hope, he's hoping that Paraguay there in the, uh, when's the 2026, when the 148-team World Cup is held <laughs> in America. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So what's your your favorite game from your World Cup life?
1: So... Again, I'm going in chronological order. I'm going old school. Um, again, that game in 1986 was uh, left a big impact on me. Both, not that I just only liked Argentina, I also liked West Germany at the time. It just it seemed like a big rivalry that was brewing. And then when they met in the final in 1990, I was like, "Oh, this is amazing! You have a chance here of redemption for West for West Germany. You have a chance for Maradona to get you know some more silverware." Um, and it was such a, a I remember such tenseness around at least my family because we were watching the game again. Uh, and I remember in that game, how beautiful the West German and kids were right with the, with the Brown, with oh, the black, yellow, and red. Yeah. And I remember thinking, why is Argentina not wearing their, you know, i Celeste right. Yeah. Why are they not wearing the blue and white stripes? Where are they going with this dark blue? I don't like this. <laughs> uh, and the game is unfolding. Uh, and then Germany ultimately wins it late uh, off a, of a penalty kick with Bremer. Um, and i was like oh my goodness what a, that's that's crazy what kind of rivalry is this they go back and forth what's going to happen in 1994 mm. um, obviously it's a it's a tournament that's happening in italy you know we want the Azzurri to do well but they didn't they didn't, they didn't get to go that far um, so you know you see this slugfest between two heavyweights and you know pound for pound round after round what's going to happen and so it was pretty cool for me to see uh, in that game where anything could have happened and germany found a way to this eke out of victory, which is a very tightly contested game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Is that the first? Um, is that like your first sort of you know, real World Cup? Quite unquote Yes. Do you remember yes. watching multiple games? And- yes,
1: yes, yes. Yeah. When I was when I was in 1986, I, I remember bits and pieces, um, but mostly 1990 was the first like coming out of World Cups and watching multiple games on, on the television and listening to the radio and stuff like that. Uh so that was like my coming out party for for World Cup love.
0: Yeah, yeah. And were you aware of so where the where did the fandom of Italian football come from? Was it a, a, a part of Italian ninety? Did that play a role in it at all?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's also uh, I'm a quarter Italian as well, uh, and and even before I knew that, I always had this passion for Italy. Everything, you know, Italy, the food, the language, everything. I was even as a youngster, I had this passion for Italy, and then not till I was older, I, I understood what. Uh, where it came from right it's it's part of the heritage um but yeah italian 90 absolutely helped it you know guys like roberto baggio and all those talented italians who were around back then um certainly drew me to the game now i wasn't privy to watching the european games or any league games really my my whole young life was international games so all the big tournaments i get to watch so that's how i kind of lived through it i didn't know about you know these uh the city or yeah. Bundesliga league or any of these leagues i just knew about national teams and that's how i kind of really supported football yeah because they would 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 they have had
0: club football on tv back then no or was it no, essentially in just like, like
1: in australia just
0: major tournaments and then the occasional yeah. big final yeah you know a european cup final or a fake cup
1: in finals. south america maybe but not in the united states we didn't get um league games until probably oh my goodness close to 2000 honestly it was wild. When MLS, MLS was like the first time we had to really see league games um, when it came about 95, 96, but yeah, before then, nothing.
0: Yeah. And of course, Argentina qualified. They're one of the famous uh, qualified as one of the best third place teams. <laughs> <But> <laughs> yes. they had a, they, it wasn't, it, you know, like you look at their drew, their draw, sorry. And you think Cameroon, Romania, um, Soviet union. Oh yeah. They've got that. They'll finish top. And it, like, we've talked about it before. What are the chances of them thinking, Oh can we, should we shall we schedule Maradona to play in Naples? No, nah, that's fine. Let's let's <laughs> let's leave him out. And then, of course, yeah. Italy. You know, like Italy draw draw Argentina in Naples, and, he, when he, and they played every game. I remember. That. Yeah, uh, that was a crazy scene there for sure. Amazing, <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 funny because you think that the the ninety team potentially may have been better than the eighty six team, but what Maradona did in eighty six compared to to mm-hmm. ninety, and then. Again in '94, I guess. Did you yeah. happen to see any of '94, or go to? Not in person. Games? I watched everything on
1: TV. Uh, yeah. Luckily, back then all the games were on TV, and um, I watched everything. Uh, but no, I, I didn't get to go to game. There was a couple of games in DC and uh, and New York as well. Uh, but no, I didn't go to any of those games. Yeah. Family didn't love the sport as much as I did, so.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that's right. And of course, '86, like '90, they've got that famous kit, Germany. Yeah, Which they wore in. I think they wore it in the Euros as well in '88.
1: I believe you're right. Yeah, yeah, but in
0: '86 they wore the green shirt in the final. Yeah, so That would I was not a fan
1: of the green. Still not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it doesn't look. It doesn't look right. It doesn't look right. Same
1: with the blue Argentina jersey. It is I'm not a fan.
0: The dark blue. Yeah. 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 No. And of course, you're a you're a big Bundesliga fan. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. 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 So where did that Where did that love come from? How How did you get into German football again? Was it just exploring?
1: Yeah, no, it, exactly what it was. Um, I really didn't have any – I knew a couple teams. I knew the Bayern Munichs of the world, the Leverkusens of the world, even Dortmund, uh, but I didn't have a dog in the, in the race. And um, Gold TV came about. I don't know if you had that and where you're from, but mm. Gold TV came about in the States, and we got to finally watch Bundesliga. So I turned on a game, and I remember watching this game, and it was Schalke versus Leverkusen. Didn't know anything about the teams, but I saw the support, all the flags in the crowd at, at Gelsenkirchen. Schalke, and I'm like, this is amazing. I was like, yeah. I don't know who this team is, I'm going to support them. This is it's amazing. A game was like seven four or something crazy. Yeah. Um, so what a great way to get initiated into the Bundesliga, yeah. right? Is this what but every yeah, that, game's like? I'm sure this is yeah, awesome. yeah, flags and goals. I'm in, yeah, yeah. So I don't like blue, but I'll go for it. Let's go. And so, no, yeah, that's where it kind of started. And I, I've been following Bundesliga hardcore ever since, yeah, it's like yeah. my yeah. second league.
0: Yeah, was there any Schalke players in that 1990 West German team?
1: Olaf Thun was on the team. Um, I just had the lineup. Hold on. Olaf Thun definitely. um, Who else was on there? I feel like there's one other at least. Uh, That's the only one that's coming to mind at the moment, honestly. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, that's the one that stuck in my mind. Olaf Thun, the the famous uh, Schalke talisman, was uh, on the bench. Started on the bench in that one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. You're spread out everywhere. we have got some... I wine influence and Italian and, and German. And then, yeah,
1: it's, it's like a Middle Eastern influence. Ah, yeah, yeah. So perfect. I'm perfect. a mutt. <laughs> All
0: right. And then what's your favorite team from your world cup journey?
1: So my favorite team, and again, I'm going chronological order. Um, I'm going to 1994. The obvious choice you would think would be uh, the Azzurri Italy. Right. I'm not going to, cause I don't want to relive that heartbreak in 1994 because I followed Italy so hardcore then and wanted Baggio to win it. But my favorite team was uh, the USA. Um, This was their 1990 was the first time they were in a world cup since like 50. Uh, And this was this first time they made repeat, uh, repeat performance in the world cup. And they weren't pegged to do anything in this world cup, Um, but they came together. This this ragtag group of guys, Alexi Lawless with his, his red mop. Um, You had uh, Thomas Dooley playing defense, uh, and my man, Tab Ramos, who had like a coming out party, I thought. And in particular, the game I remember the most, which infuriated me, was the game against Brazil. Because I thought they had a really good chance of beating Brazil. Tab Ramos looked like Zizou in this game. Was just doing <laughs> magical things in the first half. Yeah. And then a guy who I never forgave, Leonardo, with an elbow to the face, took Ramos out you of the game. I can't say
0: that as a AC Milan.
1: I, I, I say it. I never, forg- I never forgave him. I never forgave <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah. um no he's a good, he's, a, he's a great person but i just remember i hated him for so many years after he did that because ramos was dictating that game they had a chance to do something with him in the game and he came out after that hit to the face with the elbow and brazil went to end up winning a goal through Babeto, uh, assisted by romario but yeah. it's such a great game and a team that had expected to do nothing nearly beat the mighty brazil the team that ultimately won the world cup uh mm-hmm. and so that was just unbelievable team uh at the time you know it's expected to do nothing and find a way it's kind of like not quite Greece who won the, who won the euros right because they didn't win but yeah. this team nearly pulled off the invincible david nearly beat goliath and so i remember that team stuck with me you know through and through and so anytime they talk about the americans how they're going to do i always compare it to the 94 team because i'm like yeah you may be more talented but are you are you going to come together do you have that camaraderie do you have that fight that's to be determined uh, but that team is is one of my favorites out of all you know I probably have every country, I have a team, I can pick one, but this is the one that, you know, uh, chronologically that stuck in with me and I really was like, wow, I did not expect that.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. did it Was was the majority of that team uh, like home, home uh, what do you call it, homegrown players? Were they all locally yeah. based as well?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are some guys from DC and yeah, they're all like local guys. Uh, and then afterwards they started getting dabbles in European play, but uh, for the most part, they were just homegrown guys. Um most of them played in the MLS when the league formed in 1995 Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, absolutely homegrown.
0: Yeah. And did Tam, did Ramos, if I remember it right, when he got elbowed, was it he did he fracture his eye socket yeah. or he fractured his yes. eye socket? Oh it was like really horrific. It was a horrific it was a horrible,
1: horrible injury. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, he was doing in that game, he was just doing wonders, dancing around players left and right. I'm like, what is this? And then yeah leonardo yeah, straight, with that elbow
0: straight red straight he
1: red. looked like uh do you remember i want to say it was like one of the first or second terminator movies where arnold schwarzenegger's face is half ripped off red eyes <laughs> that's what it reminded me of
0: yeah yeah uh, it's, it's it's it'd be weird to that's probably you know one of the most uh what's it well i guess that's what he's well known most for is copying an elbow to the face during a world yeah. cup yeah yeah because he played in um he played in Spain as well, I think, didn't he? Was, did he play in Spain or he went to Italy? It might have been Spain, Tab Ramos.
1: Yeah, I think he did a little bit of both. I don't remember exactly yeah. where he went. Yep. Um, yeah.
0: That's crazy. And we you still watching the World Cup. we still having the, hosting the watch parties and watching it with your mom and, and family by then?
1: 94? No. Uh, at that point, uh, it was just immediate family at that point watching. Um, I, I would watch, I was watching my mom on TV, but uh yeah, it just mostly, you know, mom, dad, and, and my little brother watched it on TV and maybe friends here and there, but mm. it wasn't like the big watch parties like in 86 and 90. Yeah. Uh, I think all the friends and family kind of spread it out at, by that point. So yeah. Yeah.
0: And did that uh 94 side lay the foundations for what was to come with the American team?
1: I think so. I think so with not only with the team going forward, but also the league. It kind of it, they saw the the amount of people in the US that love soccer came out to all the games and they said, oh, we could do something with this. And they kind of built it. And I see the foundations of American soccer, both internationally, but also in the MLS level kind of sprung from that 1994 team in 1990 also to an an degree as well. Um, And yeah, absolutely, it was a springboard. And I think a lot of the, maybe not the players now, because it's funny listening to guys now saying, oh, I grew up watching Landon Donovan. I was like, (laughs) Landon Donovan's (laughs) younger than me. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) So it's very odd, but yes, I think they absolutely contributed to uh, how the team developed over the years, for sure. Mm. Well, yeah, so that's right, too. I forgot that they qualified in 1990.
0: Yeah. So they, played, yeah. they played Italy, didn't they?
1: They did. They yeah. did. Wow. That really
0: would have been like a, um, they
1: Three really would have all been
0: amateurs and yeah, like, you know, I <laughs> yeah. guess like part-timers then.
1: Yeah, go down the street. You want to play? Okay, let's go play. (laughs) Do you know how to play football? Yeah, Yeah, because it's
0: not a, it's not a um as much as everyone thinks. So I guess it's like, you know, everyone just thinks that it's Mexico and America dominate and that's it. Like it's a hard, it's a it's a hard campaign to qualify from. Yeah, from the the Americas, I I guess. Much like Oceania was back in that in in the day as well. Yeah you would end up playing, you know, 20, 30 games to, to qualify yeah. for a World so, Cup. I think sure. in 1982, Brazil played something. I mean, sorry, New Zealand played something, and, some crazy amount of games to, to qualify as well.
1: And it's getting harder and harder now because a lot more world-class players are coming or Elite level players are coming. Out. I mean, Kaylor Nevas is a close uh, or Kaylor Nevas. Yeah. Kaylor Nevas is a hey,
0: um, goalkeeper in Costa
1: Rica. Yeah, the, yeah. He's yeah he's in Costa Rica. Um, Obviously Mexico has had like guys like Chicharito and, and uh, Raul Jimenez and guys like that. Canada now have Alfonso Davies and Jonathan David, yep. you know, and, and us is starting to develop talent. Pulisic McKinney Gio Reyna, but I don't think yep. they are anyone at that level. And so, Back then it was difficult. Now it's difficult. Going to those venues are difficult. The U.S. found it out the last couple of World Cups where, you know, you travel to some of these countries and you think you're going to win but the hostile environment and you don't. And yeah. so it's it's it is difficult.
0: Yeah, yeah, cool. Very cool. All right, well, thanks for sharing those memories and the stories. It's been very good. And yeah, enjoy the rest of the World Cup.
1: I shall, and you should too. <laughs> yeah,
0: we will. And just let people know, where can we find you and your work and... You're always awesome podcast.
1: Yeah. So you can follow me at Syria sit down. Uh, that's our podcast with Frank Crivello and myself, or we have a recap show and stories and everything Syria. So at Syria, sit down. If you want a little bit of Bundesliga flavor, you can follow me at Schalke America. Uh, we talk all Schalke uh, on that podcast, but, and then you can find me at R underscore K-H-A-R-M-A-N.
0: Perfect. Thanks, Richard. It's been great to chat. Cheers, man. Great they have having a great chat with Richard Carmen of Sedia Sit Down. Uh, thanks for listening as always. Uh, please don't forget to rate and review and share the podcast. Uh, you can my, find more Calcio goodness on
1: gentlemanultra.com as always. Uh, thanks for listening. Take care and enjoy your culture.